Hi there, and welcome to another Fiber New Podcast. I'm your humble host, Jesse Johnstone. Contender Cast's Justin Hahnemann is the host of this particular episode. I was put in the hot seat for this one. Justin and I had a great time talking about Fiber News history, my background, our company's growth, systems, and a whole lot more. You can find Justin at contendercast.com. You can download, like, and subscribe to his podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your pods. We hope you enjoyed listening in on this conversation. Take good care and cheers. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the Contendercast or Shining a Light on Bright Ideas. Today, I cannot even wait to introduce you to my new friend, Jesse Johnstone. He is the president of Fiber New. You guys are going to love learning about this business and its growth story over the time that Jesse has been there. And uh, you're really going to learn a lot from some of his leadership lessons. So, Jesse, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Justin. I'm excited. I know. I, uh, I, I've i been looking forward to this because your business is different. I, get, I, I don't cover you know many businesses or I haven't yet in 325 plus episodes that focus on the mobile leather, vinyl, plastic, fabric and upholstery repair service like that. It's the first, I think. And so I'm so excited to learn more about that today from you. Um, before we jump into the business, though, let's talk about your background. Before, what, what did that look like before you even started to work for Fiber New? What, 11 years ago? What did that look like? I'm actually a technology nerd by I trade. I love it. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I never would have uh, you know, expected to be in the position I am today coming out of college years and years ago. And then, you know, my first few kind of big boy job, so to speak, and, and the progression that has led me to where I'm at today. But that's the way life goes sometimes. Totally. But yeah. So I'm I'm a new media degree uh, in school. So that's, you know, computer science and design and, you know, video production and, and all that kind of stuff. And then I started working in that space. I was doing some work for Remax uh, Realty. That that was my, my first job out of uh, school. And then I got into a software company, technology company. Then I branched off on my own and started uh, my own consultancy and was building websites and and doing marketing and and the whole bit. Had two employees and one of our clients was Firenew. And it just kind of escalated, Justin, to be like, can you guys do this? What about this? Can you help us with this? And it just got to the point where Michael Wilson, our CEO, just said, Mate, you got to come work for us. So, (laughs) (laughs) hey, that's a good thing, right? It is. It is. So, So, yeah. So, um, I shut the consultancy down and uh, came on full time with Fibernew. We created an actual kind of quasi technology and marketing department uh, internally with myself and my two employees, and uh, I led that for a few years. Like, you rewind the clock, let's go back 12 years, 13 years, you may, you might have even thought you'd be in this role or where you are today. It's amazing how life plays out, you know? Um, It's so cool. So tell us what Fibernew is, and then I'd like to know, like, when you joined, what was it like, and then what is it like now? In other words, what's progressed? But tell us, at a high level, introduce Fibernew to our audience. Absolutely. I'm sure people out there at some point have either had a pet at home that's destroyed their couch or it has seen it. Three. Okay, there yes. you go. All right, you hear me, right? You, you feel me on I this. Do. Um we go in and in a situation like that, we'll try to restore that damage. So we're not a traditional upholsterer that would recover the material that's been damaged. We try our best, Justin, to use that existing material and with our products and our processes, restore the damage 
to make it look great again. And the flip side of what we do versus traditional upholstery is uh, it's more economical, it's quicker. And the biggest thing is we can usually do it in situ, meaning wherever it is, we can go right into the customer's home and just do the work right there. Uh, take an hour wow. or two to do it, turn it around uh, quickly for the customer. We get paid for it. They're happy. We move on to the next job and just kind of replicate it. Um, the, the same holds in automotive. So it, maybe you in your car, or you've seen it before, your listeners have seen it before, that crack that forms on the on the uh, bolster. I the can't stand seat. that. I hate yeah. that crack. It happens, right? I mean, that's, that's <laughs> I normal wear and tear. We all hate it. But right. uh, same idea. We will try our best to restore that damage in automotive. Again, saving the customer money. Um, saving them time and hassle. And we do the same thing in medical. So all that vinyl you see on medical uh, furniture in clinics and hospitals and, and whatnot, we again, uh, will restore that. We do a lot of work in restaurants. And we're really busy in the restaurant space now with, uh, you know, restaurants getting oh, back on. Only imagine. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, aviation, and then also marine are kind of our, our six core markets. And it's interesting because way back in the day, Fiverr New only did automotive work. That that was kind of the oh, basis for this whole model. Okay. Yeah, and then it just it it dawned on the the early pioneers of this business that hey, wait a minute, the same thing we're doing in this vehicle, we can replicate right. in a home and, and elsewhere. So that's how the business model grew. And um, there's tons of work out there for us. Let me tell you, it's, oh, I can uh, only imagine. It's everywhere. So I, I love that. And, you know, I was thinking uh, as you were talking, you know, we have a boat and when you step into the boat, it's interesting, you know, everyone stands on the seat and then those seats are now cracked. And so I could actually call you guys, come and fix it. It's kind of cool. Um, I had no idea. And so what was the company like when you started there? And then wh where is it today? Like what's really driven the growth? When I started with the company, well, first of all, I'll tell you the story of how it all happened uh, because it all kind of connects. But um, we were asked of Fiverr New to create a uh, proposal on getting their business back online and, and getting their whole kind of server architecture and everything back because they unfortunately at the time, uh, the person looking after their IT stuff had a server with all the web it's in the internal documents and the emails and everything. It crashed and there was no backup. Oh, so no. Not we walked good. into this. That's not, it good, was bad. Not good it technology planning. Not good technology <laughs> yeah. planning. Right. Yeah. So, needless to say, he's no longer with the company, but jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, a little um, backup a and recovery. Go ahead. Yes. That's, that's right. That's right. It was a stroke of luck for, for me because that's, you know, how I basically entered into the business. So, we started with a clean slate um, as far as the website, as far as the marketing, the branding, um, all of the internal systems, we had an opportunity to rebuild. So we were able to kind of put a stamp on it way back then. And I remember it was about the time that they crossed the 100 franchise mark. So there was a lot of energy in the company because that's a major milestone for any franchise system when you reach that, that 100 franchise uh, locations. And so they were ready for growth and they were ready to uh, you know, kick this out of the park kind of thing. So I was able to be part of that energy and rebuild some of the systems and the, and the marketing and the, you know, kind of everything we still largely use today. And so in between then and now we've uh, nearly tripled in size. We have a ton of technology built into the business, both here at head office for operations 
and then all the technology we've made available to our franchise owners. And that's actually a, a bit of a what I've come to discover, Justin, a, a unique thing in home service franchise sure. companies is that um, I, I, I hear quite often, wow, you guys have a lot of technology compared to a lot of other outfits. And I just kind of shrug my shoulders and say, well, that's just the way it we wanted to build the business, you know, it's right. just, we just saw the opportunity and the need and just did it. So, interesting. Uh, so yeah, big difference from when we first came in, cause it was a clean slate and then right. everything we've put in place now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really fueled, fueled the growth and we've had a lot of fun doing it along the way. Talk about the, the um, franchise model. Is it hundred percent franchise and, and how has that grown over time and how do you guys, you know, prioritize franchisees and whatnot? It's 100% independent sorry, independently owned franchises. So sure. we don't have any corporate locations. Um, so all of our locations throughout the world are entrepreneurs, independent business owners who come to us and, and uh, have an interest in starting their own business. Fiber News not for every entrepreneur out there, obviously. So <laughs> right. um, it, it takes a, a unique mix of, of uh, characteristics and talents to successfully operate a Fiber New business. You have to be mechanically inclined you like to work with your hands and, and solve problems but then you have to also be a bit of a salesperson and you know an admin minded kind of person as far as operating the business so it takes a unique character um but that's part of what makes us who we are you know it's just uh we, we always comment that that we're kind of a, an anomaly we're a funny little business and <laughs> right. we find the right people out there to, to join us and it works so talk about like what's the ideal model franchise owner do they need to know how to like fix things or do you guys teach them how does that work there's really no preset like perfect template coming into this business <laughs> right. um, yeah you don't need prior you know, leather, vinyl, and plastic repair experience by any means. We'll teach you all that stuff. But uh, we just look for someone who has hustle, Justin. Sure. I mean, that, that, that's the number one thing. Just um, you got to get up and go. And because we're a mobile business, you right. always have to be on the move. And actually, that becomes a bit of a drawing card for us for people coming out of corporate America saying, I never want to sit at a desk again. Or I never want to be trapped in a in a building, you know, for eight hours every day. Right. There's a big appeal to being mobile, being out in the world, interacting with a bunch of different people. Um, you know, variety is is a big thing operating this business as well. No two days are are alike. But uh, if you have the hustle, you like to move, uh, you like to solve problems. Um, you're really halfway there, you know. Sure. And, and if you've got the desire to own and operate your own business, we'll we'll teach you the rest. Wow. Interesting. Um, and then how is your model? Is it geographic based or how do you determine like where your next franchisee can be located or is it pretty wide open? Uh, it's open, meaning anybody from any market, if it's available, can come to us and, and we'll have the conversation. But the territories are exclusive to that particular franchisee. So for instance, um, in Chicago, we've got, I think it's eight franchises and we just break it all up by zip codes. So got we'll it. say, okay. okay, Bill, you've got this subset of zip codes. This is your business right next door or across the street is, is Ray and his subset of zip codes. And then we just kind of replicate that throughout the country. Got it. And then how do you manage the tools, the pieces, the parts? Do you guys provide that and the training technology to support, et cetera? Like, how does that work? Great question. So uh, from the moment that 
we green light each other, meaning we like what you see right. uh, in you, you like what we see in fiber. New. Uh, we start the pre-training process of getting all of your kind of nuts and bolts set up for your business entity, your vehicle wrap. Um, we want to make sure that you've kind of got your marketing plan in place and required reading and whatnot to kind of prime your mind. And then a two week training course is how we basically do this massive data dump on you of, of how the business works. And we'll supply all the tools and the products that you need prior to that two weeks and uh, teach you all the fundamentals of, of all the different types of leather out there. There are a bunch of different types of plastic, vinyl, and then our from 200 products, what do you use on those specific materials? We'll teach you the, the, the process, color matching, repairs. Um, and then after two weeks, you're, you're equipped to go out there and start building a business. Got you're it. still in training mode, Justin. I mean, you, sure. you don't. It's it's learning the trade in two weeks is, right. is a lot. So totally, yeah. The first year of operation, you still have to be very open minded because you're you're still a student, right? But you're building a business and making money, so yeah, it's really works cool. Beautiful. Yeah. And has the market for these services grown over time, or been st- kind of status quo, or what does that look like? There's always a need for fiber new services, no matter what's going on in the economy, and we've seen that play out from. I mean. You know, I have conversations about this way back in 87 when the company started franchising right up till now. Every economic cycle, there's there's always growth in fiber new and there's always opportunity. Sure. But what's really interesting is is the last year in particular with the world being turned upside down and everything that's right. happened. Oh, yeah. Due to COVID, yeah. There, there, there was no playbook for this, Justin. We had no, to figure it at out. at all. I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah, but we've discovered that um, even more fiber new services are, are being called upon because of supply chain weirdness out there. I mean, it's it can be hard to find a new couch, and if you find one, it the price in some markets has tripled compared to what you would have paid a year ago. So people are more inclined to hang on to stuff. Yeah, and that's obviously where we come in. Right? No question. You know, there's yeah. I mean, severe furniture shortage. Uh, right now, um, as we, as many of us know that have been trying to buy like sofas or outdoor furniture or anything. And so, yeah, I mean, it seems like now be a better time than ever, ever to fix what you got. Right. And that's where you guys come in. Absolutely. And have you seen a big, yeah, go ahead, please. I was going to say the same things played out in, in medical with the changes that have gone on in that they cannot have any blemishes and all that final in clinics and restaurants. Right. So there's, yeah, regulations have changed and, and uh, patient expectations have changed and whatnot. So we've seen a lot of growth there and restaurants as well. Um, you know, we talked about it a few minutes ago, them coming back online and being busier than ever. There's a, a natural draw to keep everything, you know, looking great and operating. So we've been doing a lot of work in, in restaurants and even in vehicles with supply chain stuff. It's, you know... The, the effects of, of factories and being shut down months ago, we're still feeling today. It's hard to find the perfect vehicle that you want. So people are hanging on to them instead. Interesting. And, uh, wow. We'll help them out with that, right? Keep it looking great. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and really, really cool. So in terms of innovation and technology and you're a technology guy, like what's, what, what are the key things that you guys have done to make the business better or operate more efficiently? For franchise owners, one of the biggest things is field management application, meaning how do you schedule your day? How do you uh, 
handle all of the inbound inquiries from customers? How do you interface with all the warranty companies and businesses you work with? So that there's a, a major investment that we've made over the past couple of years to give them tools to manage their business and manage it on the go too, Justin, because obviously sure. we're, yeah. So all this has to work perfectly from phones and, and iPads and all that kind of stuff. So that's probably one of the, the biggest changes over the past few years, as far as franchise uh, operations go. And then we've built a bunch of in-house tools at the head office level here. We've built our own CRM system, for oh, instance. Nice. Wow. Yeah, we do all of our own websites and host them and, and all that kind of thing. So it's a lot of work, but we've got the team to manage it. And um, it's just, just the way we operate. You know, sure. it, it kind of kind of goes back to the products as well in that we build our own products. We design them and manufacture them ourselves. So it kind of bleeds over to the philosophy on technology where we just build uh, and maintain our own technology as well. It just kind of all ties together. Sure. Wow. Um, as you look forward in terms of growth like and potential for growth, especially coming out of COVID and things reopening, what are you guys doing to double down or really to drive growth in the upcoming six to 12 months? We've seen a lot of inquiries over the past year come in from people who were unfortunately squeezed out with sure. uh, companies either laying them off or just outright closing down. So um, that's when franchising in general, not just our company, but but the whole franchise industry can excel and blossom is through cycles like that. And we are fortunate to um, be part of that. And it's also good timing in a lot of respect for people who do get squeezed out in that they're thinking i've always wanted to own my home business sure and i guess now i'm forced to do it you know right. they, so they kind of reach that yeah yeah they reach that point in in their life where it's just kind of like okay i guess this is the time right so oh, um yeah it is it, it really is and we're happy to have the conversation and see if we have a fit and it's uh you know Always interesting hearing the backstory and, and what's driving people and, and figuring out where they want to go in their life. And um, we, we love being part of that journey if it works out and makes sense for them. Totally. Yeah. I, I always love to ask our guests, you know, would have been two or three of your biggest lessons learned or your leadership principles that you'd share with our audience. And, and here you are in a, a leadership role at this business um, and seen growth over time and had a lot of experiences. What would be two or three things you'd share with our audience? We believe a lot here at Fiber New, and, and um, I do as well, in empathy, in leadership style, and operation style. And this is not to be confused with um, the fact that we still have a business to run, and we still have to obviously generate money and, and watch expenses and, and do the right thing from a business decision standpoint. But we've always led here with what's the right thing to do from a from a people perspective um meaning if it's a decision in in what to do with a particular franchisee in a situation they're in we always start with the thought process what, what's best for them in this situation how can we help them and we know that the money will flow after that as opposed to saying what's the best way from a pure monetary standpoint in what we can do in this decision. And then the rest will work itself out after. And that's been inherited for, uh, by me directly from Michael, our, our CEO. Um, that's the way he's always operated. And that's what's really, what I've learned as a lesson is what's built the community within Fibernew. 
Um, when you think about it, Justin, all of these franchise owners being out there on their own, um, you know, usually coming from a, a, a situation where they were working with other people, um, they kind of naturally had other people to interact with all day. They're now alone in a van and out in the world. Right. They're obviously talking with customers and, and all that kind of stuff, but that sense of camaraderie and, right. and, and team community is really exactly. upside down. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've put a lot of attention and this is, you know, a, a, a business lesson for me is the importance of that community building within a franchise system such as ours is that you have to keep everyone connected and you, you got to make sure that they're feeling part of the system totally. and they're not kind of left out on their own. And that ties back to that empty thing too. It's just thinking like, okay, you know, I to remember these guys are out on the road. This is what they do every day. This is how they operate. Uh, we got to really put our self in their shoes when we're making decisions. And I'm, I'm proud to say for the most part, I think we, we adhere to that quite well. Wow. And um, that's been a, a huge, huge learning lesson for me in, in, in my tenureship here at Fibernew. And um, I think that, I mean, we even talk about it in the uh, pre-sales side of things where candidates learn about that in our business and they, they understand that that's how we operate. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard it, Justin, that franchisees coming into the business will say, this is so refreshing compared to what I came from. Totally. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. good? That's some nice feedback, you know, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We love to hear that. And uh, yeah, I think, I think those are like my, my two biggest ones is, is the, the sense of empathy and, and, and the sense of community within the business. And you can build a business model around that and, and the money flows behind it. Wow. Yeah. And so cool to learn about uh, your business and this franchise opportunity and, and just the services you guys offer. Like I said, we haven't covered that in, uh, like in, on our podcast yet. So I'm excited that you're here. Uh, Jesse, it's been so great having you with us today. Where can our listeners find you, connect with you, learn about the business, learn how to get involved, et cetera? Probably the biggest uh, source of info would be fibernew.com. We've got everything on there from all the markets we work in. If you want to see what we do before and after photos, just, just go into the photo section. There's yeah, it's pretty cool. Examples. Yeah, <laughs> seeing awesome. is believing. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, if you're interested in franchising, in the franchising section, we've got videos and articles and uh, we have our own podcast we, we host as well in there. Oh, very good. Franchisees and whatnot. Yeah, so tons of information there. And if you want to have a conversation, just let us know. Reach out to us. There are lots of ways to do that right on the website. And we're, of course, on all the socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube as well. So tons of info out there. Wow. Yeah, really, really cool. I, and whoever's doing your search engine optimization is doing a nice job. Like I, I, when I pulled it up earlier, my the, the fiber new person in Alpharetta, I live in Atlanta, uh, popped up. So kind of cool. Um, this has been so great. Jesse, thanks for being here today. Thanks for sharing your, um, your, your insights with us. And we look forward to having you back on down the road. Thanks a lot, Justin. This has been fun. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.